0: Welcome to the Pocha Podcast at the intersection of brown pride and assimilation. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And this is the bonus content of the Pocha Podcast. It's the weedy weedy. Sometimes there's chisme, but mostly it's chatting.
1: It's the charla con Charlene.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I also love that we are now getting into uh, summer, which means Mm. shortes the ability to wear shorts. I hate shorts. Okay.
1: I mean, on myself, I don't like to wear shorts.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know that I've seen your legs except for when we were playing roller derby, honestly.
1: Yeah, it's a thing for me. I don't know why. My sister has it too.
0: So no showing of the legs? I mean,
1: like by force.
0: Afuerza. So if we're at the swimming pool, there's no choice. I'll
1: wear a swimsuit and I'll wear a dress. Oh. It's the shorts. Oh. I don't know why.
0: Okay. It's a thing. But this is a good reminder as we're getting into the summer... For all of my other white out there that are light-skinned Latinas, get your damn sunscreen. Because, Charlene, <laughs> I already got a burn. Yes. I already got a burn that's so bad. You got to, hold on. I'm going to lift my legs so you can see how I'm peeling now. Like,
1: hold Oh, up. yeah. I oh. look like a fucking snake losing <laughs> its skin.
0: <laughs> hey, Cobra Kai, calm down. <laughs> that's okay. where we're at. Wow. But this is also graduation season. It is. So um, I have been enjoying on Instagram seeing Fierce by Me Too and putting up some videos or like clips of our gente who are either getting their acceptance letters, Mm -hmm. like reactions to getting their acceptance letters or reactions to getting scholarships. I love that. I love it. And you know what? I'm like, waterworks, here we go.
1: I cry every time.
0: I love it. I love it. I love seeing the more scholarships you got, the more acceptance letters you got, like more power to you. I love it. One of my favorite ones is um, these two indigenous uh, individuals who were at, and you can see in the background, they were, that looks like they were graduating from like ASU. Mm. And it said, um, how do you decolonize a graduation? You Mm. put the robe over your arm, you like drape the robe over your arm and you wear your indigenous clothing, like your indigenous regalia. And that's how you walk the stage. And it was so beautiful. Really? So beautiful to see. Like, yes, do the things. I love that. And um, mad props to my sister who graduated from, yeah, she got two degrees most recently. Perfect. So I'm very proud of her for graduating.
1: Congratulations. Yes, my godson graduated yesterday. Yes. And he's going to go away to college. We're having a little conversation. I'm so excited for him. It's so strange to me. Like, I mean, of course I have my own children, but to see these kids that I have known from the day they were born that are not my children doing things like graduating high school, one makes me feel old, but I feel so nostalgic and just like, I just want them to love life and love everything and travel and learn all the good lessons and uh, it just, it, it makes me happy.
0: So before we get into the actual weedy weedy content, but, um, question for you, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give a graduate?
1: Um, yes, uh, advice I would give a graduate is as long as you look at everything you do as a learning opportunity, you can't make any mistakes. If you learn from every single thing you do, even if you were like, that was not the best choice or the best move or the best whatever, learn from it. Don't do it again. You can't go wrong.
0: Hmm. Okay. I would say your failures don't have to define who you are Mm -hmm. because you're going to fail a a bunch. Like I can list, I can write a book on mine, but I don't think they should define who I am. Mm -hmm. So... If there's any graduates who are listening, congratulations. Yes. Um, do you happen to remember as part of the uh that Boz uh, Lerman remix of a graduation poem? Or graduation? No? Okay. I don't know. Wear sunscreen.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I was just going to say, is it the weird like sunscreen? Yeah. Thing? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's such an interesting, if you don't know what it is. google it Mm -hmm. it was actually originally written by a woman boslerman had kind of done it into a remix really um but it actually does have some really great advice for just humans just humans Mm -hmm. you don't have to have graduated you could have graduated from the school of hard knocks the life of the streets wherever it is you're from that's some good that's some good shit in there
1: also we know a few people who um like you were saying your sister adults Non-traditional students with families or whatever, real jobs, all the things. High five, man. Yep. Congratulations. She's a grandmother
0: and that, she graduated. I'm like, shit. yes.
1: That's some shit. That's a whole different ball game to be doing that. So mad, mad props to those folks who, who did all the things while they were doing all the things so they could graduate.
0: Right. Yeah. Non-traditional. Yes, Do it. Absolutely. Do it. So what are we talking about in our Weedy Weedy today? What are we chewing the Fed on? Um, we, sh- we should have done it sooner, but I was
1: lagging. Uh, but we are talking about Selena because part two of the Netflix series is now out and you can binge it all. Um, we obviously talked about part one. You watched faster than I did for whatever reason, and so we couldn't talk about it last time. But I'm ready now.
0: I watched faster because I don't have a (laughs) seven-year-old. Let's be real. (laughs) But I mean, honestly, you know, this is technically season three of the Pocha podcast. Um, It seems like we're doing uh, Reina Selena every year. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we should just keep that up. So this time next year, you're getting another one.
1: She's La Gran Pocha.
0: Exactly.
1: How could we not
0: so we are talking about season two of the Selena series, and then some we'll we'll add we'll tack a little bit extra at the end, but um, okay, so overall, Charlene what get the bar what was your what was your reaction overall?
1: I hated the ending
0: why did you hate <laughs> wait what oh shut up
1: <laughs> uh, I was a
0: little slow on that one,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Well, people that we work with and people that we know were like, oh my gosh, but then it was so sad and I can't believe that happened. And I'm like, did you think it was going to be the remix? Like, that, that she wasn't going to die? This is like watching Titanic. You know what's <laughs> going to happen. You fucking know the damn boat's going down, all the women and children are going to die, all the things. Um, overall, again, because I love Selena, I love her music, I love anything that pays tribute in a beautiful way, and so I liked that it took me back to her and her life and her songs. So I did love um, watching it, and I wanted to watch how it ended before I brought my daughter into watching it. And now I, and we'll talk about the ending, but I will, I do think I would have her watch it now at this point.
0: Okay, so she, she hasn't watched it yet. No. Okay, so before we get to the ending, can I just reiterate from my first critique <laughs> of the first season, The Wigs? It was
1: so bad.
0: My, my mad props is that they finally got Chris's hair right after they took off the long hair wig and got him into short hair. Way better. And Selena's hair got better. Selena's hair got better um, when it was long. So obviously she has, the actress has long hair and they had to put it up and put a wig on.
1: I mean, Netflix paid like millions, like tens of millions of dollars to make shows like Stranger Things. With all the effects and all the craziness, you couldn't buck up for some real
0: wigs. Okay, but n- did Netflix actually pay for production, or t- was it oh, made and know. Netflix bought it and was like, "Okay, Selena's a commodity; let's purchase."
1: That's a good call. I don't know. Let's look that up.
0: I'm I'm I would bank that they didn't bankroll the whole production; that they just purchased it as it was as it was already made, sight unseen, and then they saw the wigs and they were like. <sighs>
1: I. No one will notice.
0: <laughs> Buy it anyway. <laughs> Can we get a discount? <laughs> I mean, overall, it was interesting to see a different side of her growth into her f- into her stardom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, it, Charlene, honestly, as you know, I have a bone to pick about the way that they depicted Yolanda. I know. Mm. Insert booze and hisses here. Yes, I get it.
1: Well, obviously, she's not a liked human. Right. She's eligible for Pearl in 2025, by the way. The fuck you say? I swear to
0: God. She doesn't want to come out, let me tell you. She does not need... She has no business coming out, not because she's eligible or not, but because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a group of people waiting outside, like, yeah. let me at her. Yeah, But. 2025. Good luck, mm-hmm. madam. So my the bone that I have to pick with, with this series is the way that they depicted her. And, you know, granted, I had a conversation with my partner about this. And I might be being picky pants okay. about it.
1: That's fine. That's why we have a podcast.
0: But I thought that they kind of did the, not her, because we know she killed her and fuck that bitch, but... Mm-hmm in a way that they may have portrayed someone who has a crush or mm. i.e. someone who is sexually attracted to someone of the same sex it seemed like they put that in a really negative point with her like they were playing on some stigma really that's the read that i got off of it okay like when when you when you're introduced to her home yes i get it i know when they when they went to her house, yes, she did have a shrine. But that fucking room was wall to wall Selena pictures, Selena everything, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like okay, you're you're picking at a scab that we already know exists about lesbians, manfloras, in the the Latinx community. And then the the other piece that the other clip that I was like really upset not upset but I was like was. When they're in the shop, spoiler alert, like, yo, if you haven't watched this <laughs> five minutes ago, I should have given this, right? But so when they're doing that scene, when they're in the shop and she kisses Chris, and the like, she crinkles up the, the poster or whatever it is that she's holding on to, and the look on her face, it's like, dude, but you know what? Not all of us give two squirts of shit if a wife is kissing her husband. Like, really, we're not that jealous.
1: I took it more like sociopath serial killer type of crazed obsession, not because she had a romantic um, obsession, but that it was more stalker serial killer kind of vibe. Okay. But I also don't care. I don't carry that identity, and so that's not a, a touchy cord for me, um, like it might be for
0: other people that saw that. So it is a touchy cord. And right. I i was really like, like I cringed. I was mm-hmm. like, why they got to do this? Why? Mm-hmm. Doesn't this just play into some fucked up stereotypes that like people are going to think of me or other individuals in the lesbian community mm. as liking a star or whatever? Like my unhealthy obsession with whatever, pink or Metallica. But, <laughs> but not that I'm going to, you know, join... try to take over their fan club but that was my that was my like picky pants about it It was like man I know she's a bitch she fucking shot her we get it but did you did you have to pick that scab and Mm -hmm. and again maybe I'm being incredibly oversensitive about it
1: and and I think well and and you can be however you want to be about it like it's your perception of what you watched and that's you know I'm glad that you're sharing that because I certainly will look at it a little bit differently um, the next time I watch it with my seven-year-old. But I think either way, um, there was definitely a different tone from the film, I thought, around Yolanda, particularly the ending. Um, the, The part that really from the movie i think that stuck with me was like her being in her truck for hours and that standoff and mm-hmm, that kind of mm-hmm. was just like yeah yeah it happened and they kind of brushed over the whole part it was like they were in the hotel and then all of a sudden she's dead and move on flash forward
0: right, right. there
1: was not a lot of emphasis and i don't know what the point of that was i mean so i i was just reading um apparently the show was ordered to be produced by netflix oh but the folks that were executive producers was like campanario films or something like that and that's her family Uh, that's her father and suzette and i don't know who else is part of that but netflix ordered it to be produced which doesn't mean they funded it like i don't know i don't know what the details are but fair enough but either way i think we see like was that part just hard for the family to relive to relive did they not want to showcase that part of Yolanda because it sucks and they didn't want to see that
0: maybe they didn't want empathy or was that part not about them? And so
1: they flashed to the parts that were more about them. Cause I really, this whole, the whole series part one and two, it feels like it was very much about the family's perspective. It was not, Selina's story it was right. selena's story as told by suzette as told by the dad as told by
0: not even as told by ab it's it was definitely more suzette, suzette and the father and the dad. yeah exactly definitely it, it certainly was not as told by chris <laughs> 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 I'm, i would love to see what chris would have as a story about about her okay. about their relationship mm-hmm. definitely
1: i also felt like and and this could be me. This could be my touchy, picky pants part. I felt like a lot of the times they showed problems between Chris and Selena, it was like insinuating it wouldn't have worked out. Had she
0: been together long term? Uh huh. Mm.
1: Like it was so. Immature of a relation the relationship was immature or just there were a lot of problems. They didn't they weren't on the same level. They weren't on the
0: same playing field Well, if you're overbearing, maybe that <laughs> means you drive people into <laughs> others arms that could happen I mean, I'm I maybe know a little bit about that That's a lot. Just saying well, you know speaking of the ending though. I really was anticipating like collage clips of actual Selena and I didn't get Zero. that. So I felt a little like unfulfilled maybe.
1: No, even when they would, I mean, you could tell that the the filming, whatever method they were, they were using to film, there would be like flashbacks or they would be showing her as if she were on the news or at a concert. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, there's going to be the real like deal. Like a montage,
0: yeah, something. Zero. Nothing. Mm-mm. Nada. mm I found that That very interesting. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely, but how could you have it end? I don't know. You don't, you can't please everybody everywhere. There's probably someone who's like, no, that was a perfect ending. Great. Whatever. I, I felt like that was missing for me is like Mm -hmm. that montage Mm -hmm. of her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, which goes back to my point.
0: It felt kind of like it
1: wasn't Mm -hmm. her story. It was their version of her life, not hers. Um, I don't know interesting one of the parts that left me first of all in tears which was shocking like a weird part that I did not expect to be in tears about Mm -hmm. that just sat with me and still I I it was one of the scenes that really got to me was when I think it was Pete um Wrote the song and she's singing it, and she starts singing "No me queda más."
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, same. I cried at that. I was like on, sniveling on the couch. Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, the song already is very intense. The lyrics are super intense. Right. It's very much um, a novela in in lyrics, mm-hmm. but then to see it personified in this guy who had this love for well you you're left thinking alluding
0: to yes an unrequited love yes and affection but see okay so can I just circle back and just be picky pants again do it like that unrequited love versus Yolanda's unrequited love and one is perfectly okay and is supposed to generate this like emotional response and one is supposed to make you hate this person okay that, okay, so that's where I'm at. That, that's where I'm at Which, with these two. Which,
1: fair. I, I see your point. I guess I just didn't read it that way, so that's not how I... I was like, oh, look, Ted Bundy, how cute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> super creepy. Mm-hmm. She was super creepy, but I think they overdid the creepy. She I'm not, killed and I'm, her! Okay, yeah, fucking... I'm not, like, over- her biggest fan. I am not. I'm just saying, in her portrayal...
1: I mean she literally killed her
0: yes that is the epitome
1: of creepy yes
0: yes I'm, okay. I'm not i'm not discounting that okay i'm just saying she was super creepy does that reinforce certain stereotypes that we have in the back of our mind about fair. mom flora's fair so yeah that's my, it that's where i'm at my answer
1: i don't know it didn't for me but i can see where it would
0: fair fair yeah. Yeah. So overall, what would you give it? Like five stars, four stars?
1: Ooh, out of how many? <laughs> <laughs> how many tortillas out of ten? <laughs> give it. That's what our that's what our rating system should okay. be. Sis- Siskel and Eberta over here are gonna get. Go, <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it six tortillas. I think. I love that it was about Selena. Um, I love the homage to the clothing and the music. Love. Um, I actually, thought Christian Serratos did a great job. Thought she did an amazing job. Okay, portraying Selena, loved it. I I think some of the acting was left something to be desired. I I didn't love the way the mom was portrayed
0: either, As, like submissively mousy.
1: Which maybe she was, though. I mean, with with you definitely get the idea that the father was overbearing. Which, if this was his version and you still get that, like, <laughs> how bad do you think it was? <laughs> like, if this is him making himself look good, that's not good, bro. It's not good. So, I don't know. I, I, it makes me kind of sad, like, that whole machismo. And he, you know, the way he felt controlling over her and very much wanted to shelter her and keep her for himself kind of, like, yeah, that whole, didn't love that. Which, maybe that, I mean, was that real? I don't know. Anyways, acting left something to be desired. The wigs were horrendous. Horrendous. Um, I loved that it was about Selena. So yeah, six tortillas, I think.
0: Six. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I'll go with. I'm gonna give it six and a half. Okay. Where, um, where
1: does your half of tortilla come? The, from? the
0: half of the tortilla is the, the the nostalgia that it's that it brought back. Mm-hmm. Um, the half of tortilla is also, and I know that um, watching it. Our daughters may not have paid full attention, but at least they paid somewhat attention to ask about lyrics or or mm-hmm. or about her. So there's also a half tortilla there hmm. because it brought about some extra interest on their part. Oh, like so,
1: re-energizing yeah. Selena for a younger generation who wasn't around when she was. Right, exactly. Okay. I like that.
0: So now that we have re-energized. Selena in this way, mm-hmm. and and yes, I know. Like down here in the borderlands, like she she's just a fucking queen. Like yep. she's never that that's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you think this does for her in a broader consumer eyeball or sets of eyeballs through Netflix?
1: Mm. Um, I think. Again, exposure for people who didn't know who she was, who weren't listening to Tejano, who didn't listen to Spanish music or whatever because of their age or because of just where they were at in their life or where they were at regionally in the United States. Um I think it certainly does bring about the capacity for more... um like selling of selena mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh my god you know what i forgot to bring pre- what why the scene with beyonce in the mall why to have a relevant tie i don't get it i mean like cool but was that really worth a, a 20 seconds of the show did that really happen they said it really happened huh? beyonce says it really happened
0: well i i, I would say that it's it was trying to do a relevancy piece like she's still relevant today because Selena lives on in Beyoncé because Beyoncé's are at the mall yeah okay i didn't say that it was it's a stretch but that would that would be my thought process of why it wasn't involved in, or why yeah, they even I, introduced I that into there that was
1: a lot or like were they trying to be like oh this was a cool coincidence that a lot of people don't know about i don't know
0: it was weird to me or that she was super approachable or whatever. Oh, fair. I don't know. I don't either. That I I fair. I wanna I'm sticking with it was a relevance piece to mm-hmm. tying it to mm-hmm. to her impact on where we're at today.
1: Mm. Like even Beyonce knew who she was.
0: Dun dun. Queen Bay.
1: If Queen Bey knows who
0: she is. Then everybody need to know. Right. One of the things after the series was done, I mean I knew how it was going to end. This is not a (laughs) fucking shocker or anything. But it made me miss her all the more. Like, there's a gap. Mm. Where would we be if she was still here? What would have changed if she was still with us? Musically, entertainment, crossover. That made the little mice in my brain run in the wheel to, to just think about yeah. What a difference she would have been making or where things would have gone or what an influence she would have had had she not been taken.
1: Mm-hmm. My uh, brain went to, she She felt super passionate about the fashion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was her jam. Like she liked singing and she wanted to sing and she loved singing, but the fashion was her jam.
0: Do you think she would have ever left singing to do fashion? Like, okay, I'm retired and now I'm going to do this. That's
1: exactly what I I was left wondering. Like, because she could have foreseeably broken away from her family to do that. You know, like if, if that became problematic, if it was like, this is too much and I want to either save my marriage or not deal with the bullshit or whatever, like, would she have just been like, you know what? I'm just going to be a fashion designer now.
0: I think it it would have eventually just, they would have parted ways. Like, Suzette was going to go do her own thing with her family. A.B. was going to do, he already had a kid. Several. Right, and do things with his own family. And then she would have broken away to be either independent or go into fashion. Like, I think that would have been the natural progression of Selena y los Dinos had she lived.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think they could have sustained that dynamic through decades. Mm-hmm but i could be wrong anyhoot anyhoot so that brings me to though because you did bring up like a re uh, a reinvigoration or a reinvigorated interest of selena so there is the the podcast um that was all about selena which brought up a lot of good points about her looks her influence uh shit they even did an episode on her ass right like <laughs> But it has brought up a reinvigoration and, is this a word, a commoditization (laughs) of Selena. And granted, I have bought into that. Target has a special uh, double album, like actual vinyl of Selena the Hits. And I bought into it. I purchased it. And Mm -hmm. I play it at work because I I love it. Mm -hmm. I even wake up dreaming of her, like thinking of her song, like it's in my soundtrack again. One other thing I forgot to mention. Okay, go. The Texas accent. What the hell was with that? Did she really have it? I don't remember her having a Texas accent. I mean, I think they're... I mean, it's plausible from where they were at. From what, where the, they were The at, part of Texas uh, they were from. Absolutely. Yes.
1: Like, people talk like that, straight up.
0: But I don't... Well, not
1: only do I not remember her having it, I don't remember season one having
0: it. <laughs> I don't remember season one having an accent. Also, I was having this discussion with the executive producer, my partner, about the accent. I was like, where, where the hell is this coming from? Right. And, but we talked about it, and I was like, you know, I only remember her speaking in Spanish. I don't remember her really speaking in English. Mm-hmm. Those aren't my memories. It's not that I didn't see it. Maybe I did. It just didn't stick with me. Fair. But, Yeah. Th- that accent why
1: and and I know we talked about this when we previously talked about season one but again I thought Cristian Serratos did a great job and she is the I mean she has more socially appealing characteristics than I think Selena the actual Selena did um, that mainstream society finds
0: beautiful Right. Her nose, for sure. Her Her skin color. Yes. So, Mm -hmm.
1: again, we're just ever so slightly pulled away from what Selena was actually and pushed into she was closer to this mainstream idea of beauty than she actually was, which reinforces that stereotype and reinforces that idealized female whatever.
0: When they do biopics, they are incredibly generous with the people who play the actual people, right? And they were incredibly generous with each of the characters in this, each like A.B., like Suzette, like the father, and Selena in a proximity to whiteness that, you know, it's not as if you couldn't find someone who looked more like her or what have, have you. Right. And... Christiane didn't even actually sing the song. She lip synced. Right. But yeah, no, I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah. I mean, you say generous and I say misleading. <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, it pulls us to think that she was beautiful in a particular way that she wasn't. And why that bothers me is because we loved her in part because she looked finally like looked like us. Right. Yeah.
0: No, they, def- they definitely pulled from the vogue, yes, beauty, absolutely. or cosmopolitan beauty as, as opposed to the like, people in Espanol, beauty, right? Yes. No, I totally get that. But Hollywood also does just pull up. they really are generous with people who have died, and they're doing a biopic of them. I mean They really are. Who would play you?: Oh, <laughs> fuck. Good luck. <laughs> There is no actor, I think, that you can find that would be willing. <laughs> like, what? And ruin my career? Thank you, no. I'm like,
1: the lady who played Yolanda Saldivar in <laughs> Selena <the> series, too. <laughs> she
0: didn't even have short hair. Shh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's okay. It's okay. But really, I mean, the, to, to your point about, um, like, aligning yourself with what we think is beautiful, like, even the father didn't have a punch, and we all know. Por
1: favor. We all know.
0: Yeah. That Selena's pop had a punch. Senor Quintanilla. <laughs> then be real. Pancia. Yeah. Yes. As did AB. AB was a thick gentleman. They they right. they definitely were pulling into European kind of looks of you know idealistic beauty. So yes, agreed. Yeah. Agreed.
1: But what do we do? We're desperate for this representation and we're desperate to see people we love um, on a, in a broad audience being accepted and being.
0: Okay. How much longer do you think that we have to be desperate for this given, given some things that we're seeing coming up? Um, you know, In the Heights is coming up. What? We're mm, seeing so Spanish language um, shows more and more on Netflix. Yes, I just started the Luis Miguel um, series. Yeah. So how how much more before we actually? Because that that's a point that I did want to bring to the table. But how much how how much longer do you think we're still going to have this desperation of seeing ourselves? I don't know. Even though they're introducing more things, mm-hmm. do you think we'll actually see ourselves, or do you think we'll see a cosmopolitan magazine version of ourselves?
1: That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know when when it's not shocking anymore. I don't know when it's not a big deal just because it is, whether it's good or not, it's a big deal because it's happening and somebody's Asian or black or Latina and is getting the same props and attention that their white counterparts would have. I don't know how long that's going to take.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. I don't know. Okay. Maybe in our girl's lifetime. I don't know. I mean, shit, we've had one non-white president. <laughs> like, I know.
0: And one non-white vice president. Yeah. One female. One female. So fair. I, but you know, I, I do have like some hope in things like, on on my on my block on hintification yes so yes i am i am i have hope and i'm seeing a little bit more out there but agreed it's a long you know the reality is who's who what projects gets um funded who thinks it's worthy to be seen? What gets a wider audience? All of the things, all of the things. Yep. And I'm not trying to detract from In the Heights, and, all, and I mention them because, Ooh. like, I'm a huge fan of Melissa Barrera. Yes, love her to pieces. If you ever want to come, get on the show. Just give us a call.
1: We'll we'll make room.
0: Well, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll clear our calendars. Which I think she's a fascinating individual who's from Mexico, mm-hmm. making it into the U.S. market, like. Agreed. Absolutely. I'm like all for this happening. Yes. But um, so to that end and seeing more, more representations, um, I did start watching the Luis Miguel series. How is that? Okay. So I want to be a hundred percent upfront and say, if you played five songs right now and four of them were Luis Miguel's, I wouldn't know them.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So
0: I am not like, um, that's, that's the pocha side of me. I don't. I know more about Billy Joel and the Beatles <laughs> than I do about Luis Miguel. Okay, hundred percent. Right. But so I started watching it because I was like, okay, why not? A friend of ours has a mutual friend of ours has watched the series. I'm kind of curious now. Mm. Let's watch it. Um, and it is in Spanish and it does have uh, subtitles. Okay. Maybe it's also dubbed English. I don't know. Mm. Um, but. So I've been listening to the original and having the subtitles on because occasionally there's there's things that are said so quickly that I just can't keep up. Um, but it's a fascinating, fascinating show. Like already I want to like nut kick the father. Oh God. Like dude is just a dick.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to watch it now.
0: Okay. Oh my God. And then I went down this freaking rabbit hole about what happened to his mom and she's disappeared and no one's ever seen her dude this shit's fascinating with this guy that that might have to be its own weedy weedy but there's already two seasons into this so we're gonna have to binge the f out of it you know i'm gonna have to check it out but like it is another representation granted luis miguel is what light skinned light hair blue eyed Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of other people that we're not seeing Mm -hmm. represented Mm -hmm. on there that have fascinating lives or what have you but it's yeah so far so interesting
1: i'm gonna have to check it out very
0: interesting all right you should you really should and now i'm like okay well i need to get caught up on his entire discography right oh boy i know here we go guess Um, what's
1: (laughs) playing next at the office (laughs)
0: But do you blame me? I don't. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's good to see ourselves portrayed. It is. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm excited to go down this rabbit hole and several others because Netflix is now giving me suggestions on other Mm -hmm. shows that I should be watching. And I right now I'm in like either I'm watching about murder or I'm watching (laughs) Latino shows. And there's this one show that they keep showing up that's, like, m- melding the two together called, like, uh, What Happened to Sarah? So Who Killed sh- Sarah? Who Killed Sarah. Thank you. Who Killed Sarah?
1: I keep seeing that, too.
0: So I'm, I'm like, all right. That's, t- that's the best of both worlds. Spanish language. Murder. I'm in. What's <laughs> happening? Let me finish with Luis Miguel first, and then I'll go into killing mm-hmm. Sarah. Okay. You'll have to tell me about that <laughs> one. And still not interested in the murder piece. Kat, mm.
1: Um. so several of our listeners have been uh, messaging us and saying that they are listening.
0: Oh, okay. And they
1: are enjoying the episodes. And so just thanks to our listeners.
0: Absolutely. Want to thank each and every one of them. When I was looking at stats the other day, I was like, well, hello, Iran listening. Oh. Welcome to the family. Hi, Iran. Bienvenidos. I like that. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's always nice. Um, it's nice to know people are listening. It's nice to know that what we say resonates with other people, which is why we started this podcast, because we're like, surely we can't be the only ones.
0: No, absolutely not. Not just in the borderlands. Also, welcome Iowa into the fold. Oh, Thank Iowa. you for jumping on
1: board. I like it. Right? Yeah. So if you like the podcast, tiny little thing you can do, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, send us an email. Um Send us a message, a DM, let us know.
0: Give us a review on iTunes or any other podcast place. We'd appreciate that as well. And this has been the bonus content for the Porcha Podcast. This is called the Weedy Weedy. We've been talking a little bit about Selena, the second season of the series, second and last, because, you know, it just ended. (laughs) Abruptly. Mm. (laughs) Unexpectedly. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And we'll see you on the flip side. Bye.